BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm burn out. Hi guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I'm your host, Kenzie Elizabeth. My voice is back. You guys heard last week. I actually don't think it was the worst thing ever, but uh, it could have been better. So here we are. Welcome back to another show. We are doing our monthly book club at the end of this episode. I'm recording a little solo for you. And then we have my good friend, Margot Autry coming on. We read An American Marriage, which we will talk about at the end of this week's episode. So again, if you guys would like to join the book club, all you have to do is follow along on the Instagram. I share what book we're reading. I read along with someone that you guys request. Then we recap the book at the end of the last episode of the month. If you guys have not already, be sure to join the Facebook group, follow us on Instagram, subscribe, rate and review the podcast if you guys like it. But without further ado, let's get in to the episode this week. I'm talking about how I stay emotionally, physically and spiritually healthy. I am really, really into emotional health. I'm really, really into mental health, physical health, honestly, all of the above. It is probably my first priority in life. And I think that's because I've had a long journey, I think, with mental health, a long journey with, you know, my spiritual health. And I really just know for me personally, when those things kind of get off, the rest of my life just falls apart. So I wanted to share some things that I do. I also asked you guys on Instagram for some things that you guys do. So I'm going to be going through those as well. But this is just a really big priority. I really try to be proactive in all of these areas, because if I'm not proactive, I will really easily fall into an anxious headspace, maybe more of a depressed headspace. And I just kind of get all over the place. Little background, I have grown up with anxiety and I think that having anxiety has really made me even more passionate about all of these areas because I have learned how to take care of myself so that I'm able to be the best, healthiest me for not only just myself, but for those people around me, for others. So I'm able to be a better friend, a better sister, a better daughter, a better, you know, fill in the blank. It is something that's really important to me and something I have to be really proactive about. It doesn't come supernaturally. I also learned a lot about this in college. I went to a really not normal college, really was more of the internship part out of church. So I learned a lot about leadership and emotional health there. I also do a lot of reading. So we'll get into that. But the first thing that I have actually been trying to do, which might sound a little like counterproductive, maybe not, but hear me out, okay? I am someone who puts an immense amount of pressure on myself, right? I expect a lot. I really want to be the best that I can be. And for some reason, 
even though I don't actually view life as like black and white for other people, for myself, I am, I, I don't know. I think there's been a lot of maybe ideologies or ideas or things that I've heard before been taught, you know, I've heard it said that it's actually a lot harder to unlearn things than it is to even learn them. And I definitely agree because, you know, someone can say something to you, you can hear something. And even if you don't agree with it, for some reason, it can just stick, right? Something I've been working on recently is to stop putting a lot of pressure on myself. I'm really trying to just live life day by day. Like the other day I was spiraling and I texted Dom and I was like, listen, don't only make decisions for the next two weeks. I don't know why I'm being like this, but I'm spiraling and we were talking and I had this moment with myself and I was like, listen, this is not something that's affecting me right today. Is everything okay today in this area? Yes. Am I like triggered for some reason, for lack of a better word, because of past experiences? Yes. So that's something that I need to work on. And also I have no reason to be freaking out about it. So I've really been practicing self-talk. So I wanted to talk about that before because I am not the most healthy or the best at any of this. I really like learning. I really like reading. And I have found that I really like surrounding myself with people who are like 10 to 20 years older than me, who know a lot more that I can learn from, right? So a lot of this stuff comes from that, but also at the same time, I also spiral. I also, you know, get off track. I get out of my routines. I get out of my rhythms. And that is definitely um, something that I'm currently working on. I know a lot of us probably feel the same way. The amount of pressure I put on myself is actually insane. So we're working on that. Don't worry. Something that has been probably the most important thing in my journey through mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, physical health has been my routines. And I actually think a better word for it would be like life rhythms because I do have routines and yes, they are pretty structured. And yes, on a day to day, just because I have to be, it is pretty structured, but they will change from time to time, right? So routines give me like some sort of control of my life, right? But I'm not married to my routines. They're just more like rhythms, right? So they're just things that I do every single day. I work out pretty much every day. I get some sort of movement. I love reading. I love cooking. I love going on walks because those are things that are good for me, right? So with my routines, I know what's good for me. So let's talk about like the morning, right? Typically, I will wake up at a certain time. I will go work out. I will do my morning Devo, my five-minute journal. I will drink a lot of water, grab a coffee, get ready, listen to a podcast, right? And I found that right now for where I'm at in life, like that is what works for me. And I really want to stress that because again, on the topic of putting so much pressure on yourself, like I am not at a time in my life where it makes sense for me to have this crazy 5 a.m. morning routine. I was there a year and a half ago, or two and a half years ago, right? When I was in LA for the longest time and so busy and there was a lot going on. But in the life that I'm living right now, it's just not necessary. And this is what works for me to give me the best, I don't like the term balanced. I actually don't believe in balance, but to give me the best like fulfilling life, you just have to find the rhythms and the routines that work for you. I say that because I don't want you guys to think you have to wake up at 5 a.m. You have to go do all these things. Like sometimes you're in a point in life where like, yes, that is the reality and that's what you should be doing. But I do think it's important to kind of identify like your season of life, right? And then kind of go from there, figure out what's gonna work and what's gonna help you the best at that point. Another thing I do, and I've talked about this, I think in a podcast that I was on recently, but I pay attention to like what brings almost like life to me, right? I got coffee with TK, Taylor King, probably like four years ago, we would do like morning devos together, right? 
in one week, she had us do this challenge where for one week we had to write down things in our phones that like made us happy or brought us joy or like refueled us, right? I talked a lot about the difference between rest and being lazy, like rest refuels you, laziness. For me, typically this makes me more tired, right? So over that week, we made a list of things that like refueled us over that week. And those are things that we really wanted to make sure we were implementing into our everyday life. So again, things that, you know, refuel me, cooking, reading, walks, conversations with friends, FaceTimes with friends. Those are like my go-tos right now. Two years ago, cooking was not something that refueled me. Cooking was something that exhausted me. I was so tired, right? So those are also, again, going to change from time to time. But for where I'm at right now, I know it refuels me. And so because I'm doing those things and I'm being intentional and proactive, I don't feel like I end up falling into a space of burnout or a worse period of mental health because I'm trying to, you know, kind of like nip it before it gets there. Hey guys, I have already talked about Ana Luisa, but we are back again because that is how much I love them, right? If you guys are not aware, Ana Luisa is my new favorite jewelry brand, okay? I wear their earrings all the time. I'm obsessed currently with the Chloe ring. You guys have to go online and check it out. It's so cute. I've been wearing it, so I'm sure you guys have seen it on Instagram, but I'm obsessed for a few different reasons. I'll tell you why, okay? They work with handcrafted jewelry that comes in limited batches, right? So this ensures the highest production standards while also eliminating excessive waste. They're also carbon neutral, which means that the brand offsets 100% of their carbon emissions, starting with sourcing from the raw materials all the way to the disposal of their pieces, okay? There's also exceptional quality. It's long lasting pieces crafted with care from the best noble metals. So if something happens to the jewelry, the brand offers a 365 day warranty. That is crazy. You guys also know that I have given myself the title as the best gift giver ever, right? I'm very passionate about giving gifts. It's actually my love language and how I show love, right? Constantly shopping for my friends for their birthdays, holidays, whatever it is. And they actually, I was looking the other night, have the best gift guide section. So whether you are buying yourself a gift or you're buying someone else in your life a gift, you guys need to check out Ana Luisa. Okay. There's nothing like it. They have the coolest, most unique pieces that are also really timeless and classic at the same time. So I've been having so much fun wearing it. Actually today I was shopping for my closet. I'm literally getting a custom closet built because I'm insane. Um, and I specifically had to get a jewelry section for my new pieces from Ana Luisa. Like that is the level that I am at with this brand right now. Okay guys. They also have fair prices. The jewelry starts at $39. There's new jewelry collections released every Friday. That is A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. Again, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. You guys can use the code I love you to get 10% off all products, right? So analuisa.com slash I love you. Use code I love you to get 10% off all products. Again, analuisa.com slash I love you. Use code I love you to get 10% off all products. Okay. Another thing is just, again, knowing what you need in life is bound to change, right? So you can change your workouts, right? You can change your routines, whatever it is to make it work for you. So again, like I said, I just feel like this is so important to stress. But like I said before, you know, what works for me at 21 isn't going to work for me at 23. And what's working for me right now at 23 probably isn't going to work for me at 25. So you have to be willing to evolve and change. And so while I think, you know, a structured routine that you do every single day is really, really great. And it is important. I also think at the same time, on the other end, you need to be able to evolve with the times and change 
because not only are you constantly changing, the world around you is constantly changing, your schedule can change, your routines can change, your work can change, everything around you can change, right? So being able to not hold on so tightly and be able to evolve with the change, I think is huge. Another thing, therapy is so big. I need it. I go every single week. I actually have it after I finish recording and it has definitely been the most healing journey I think in my life. And it's also something that, you know, right now at this second, I actually am probably happier than I've been in years, but I'm not going to just like leave therapy because of that. I think a lot of it is due to having gone to therapy and just in the past year of life, that's been, you know, really hard. And there's been a lot of things that have happened in my personal life that have not been the easiest, but being in therapy has definitely been something that I give a lot of credit to for where I am today. I am a much different person. I am much healthier. I like to think I'm a lot wiser at this point, maybe not a lot, but I think I've gotten smarter And it's really awesome to just have an unbiased opinion. I know it's not always accessible. Um, It's definitely something that I couldn't always afford or couldn't always do. Um, I went when I was really young, but when I first moved out, it wasn't really until honestly between 18 to 22, I'd kind of stopped going. And it was something that last year I felt like I really needed to prioritize, right? I know there's also like group therapy. I know there's even just like CBT therapy journal. So it kind of takes you through the practice from therapists that they have written in these journals that are only like $30, $40, which again is expensive for a journal. I get that. But even just looking up like honestly certain Instagram accounts and things of how to healthily deal with anxiety and manage anxiety or whatever you're going through, I think is really invaluable. Another thing, I am someone who really cares about my faith in my life. And so just spiritually, whatever that is for you, honestly, that is my number one. And that has definitely been the biggest like contender as far as healing and restoration and just being in the best place I can be. But there is a book that I can recommend to you, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. It's the 40 day, I want to say it's like day by day. I Love this book. It is my favorite Devo. I do it morning and night. I've actually been off my routine recently, but I'm getting back to it. It is the best thing I've ever read. And on my favorite topic ever, emotional health, as we know, it has changed the game for me. It takes five minutes, not even. Honestly, I timed it one time and it took me two minutes. So it is the best thing ever. If you are looking for something like practically speaking, that's going to make a big difference. That is what I recommend. The last thing I will say is staying in some sort of community has been really huge for me. So essentially, while I'm not telling you to like be social necessarily, I do think that having relationships is vital. Even if that's just FaceTimes, if that's just calls that you're making. While sometimes I think there are small periods of life where you are kind of meant to be a little bit more on your own. I don't think that isolation is meant to last forever. And I think we are all, you know, so cheesy, but like better together. And when I will isolate myself and I get so just, you know, in my head, that's when things can kind of get off and get a little bit weird. So just staying around and having some sort of community whether that's just your friends, whether you are in, you know, church, friends, college, whatever it is, really important. Also, another thing I always say, in order to have a friend, you have to be a friend. So if you're sitting there and crying because you feel like you don't have any friends, just make sure that you're also making an effort because I feel like it's so easy for us all to feel that way, but at the same time, not even reach out to each other. You know what I mean? So I asked you guys on Instagram what you guys do to stay emotionally, physically, spiritually, and mentally healthy. I'm going to share a few of your answers. 
Someone said, talk to people about what I'm going through. Basically just keep going and keep pushing through. Another thing, morning routine alone and slow. Honestly, it takes a lot. Yoga, waking up early and running before work, eating healthy. Someone said, inviting God into my emotions and therapy, LOL. Someone else said Pilates and meditation. I honestly should get into meditation, guys. Workout classes and therapy sessions. Amen, sister. Breathing techniques and not being so hard on myself. You know, yep, me too. Journaling and my dog helps me in all those aspects. Okay, working out, reading my Bible, journaling, planning my work life and being active in some way, like a long walk or a long workout session. Couples counseling, having my own set of friends, outdoor workouts and boundaries. Oh my God, boundaries. If you guys haven't listened to the last episode with Terry Cole on boundaries, it was so good. One of my favorites. We got so much positive feedback on that. And I would definitely go listen to that if you were interested in boundaries. And I think that's a whole other topic when it comes to emotional health. So basically, like I said, in order for me to kind of be the best version of myself and stay as healthy as I possibly can and hear me when I say I'm not always that way. I think the past year I was really off and I feel like I finally have gotten back to a place where I really feel like myself again. And I can look back at different, you know, waves of life in the past two years and see when I was at my best and when I was at my worst. And I wanted to make this episode because I kind of compiled together, you know, what were the things that I was doing when I was either doing my best or kind of getting to a better place. So for me, again, a lot of it is routines. A lot of it is being proactive. A lot of it is getting active, therapy, my faith, Also uh, recently, like self-talk when I'm spiraling, that's a whole other topic. Honestly, that would be a great episode. Okay, guys, we all shop online and we've all seen that promo code field taunt us at the end of checkout, right? But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one that it finds to your cart, right? So Honey supports over... 30,000 stores online. They range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. You got me at food delivery, you know? So imagine you are online shopping on one of your favorite sites, right? When you check out, the honey button drops down and literally all you have to do is click apply coupons, right? You wait a few seconds as honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. If honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop, right? So you essentially do nothing and you save money. It's the best thing ever. I have been using honey for years. I have saved so much money on honey. Recently, I saved like $20 when I was buying new skincare. I mean, it's the best thing ever. Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings, guys. Insane. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It is literally free and it installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast, guys, right? I never recommend something I don't use. I love Honey. I've been using them for years, right? So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash IOYSM. That's joinhoney.com slash IOYSM. I am going to post on our podcast Instagram page and I want us to use that post as a resource for ideas and things that we do because you know what works for me might not work for you and what works for you might not work for me right so I want the community to kind of come together and give each other ideas of things that have really helped them so that's going to be on the Instagram do not worry Um, but without further ado we're going to welcome Margot Austri on the podcast I love this girl she is 
the best. We have the same taste, honestly, in probably everything. So without further ado, let's welcome Margot on to the podcast again, actually. Guys, we are here for book club. Margot is with us. I'm pulling up the bio. The worst part about like talking about books in general is when you have to recap them. I am so bad at it. I would never, I just can't do it. It's not happening. Honestly, like I finished the book this morning and I still can't even remember what happened. Like once I finish a book, I like don't even, I hardly remember like the characters' names, especially if I don't like love the book. Exactly. And sometimes there's books that I didn't think I liked in the moment, but for some reason I'll think of like six months later and I'm like, oh. I think that with like a lot of the Redheads books, like, did you ever read The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue? No, I I literally listened to the episode though on accident and I just didn't change it and I didn't even read it. I like think back to that book often, but when I read it, I was like, what is this? That happens to me all the time. So it's like, I need to sit with the book. And if I think about it like later on in life, then I think that means that I liked it. But like, I don't think I'm ever going to think about this book again. I totally agree. All right, so we read An American Marriage. I'm reading the bio off of Goodreads right now. It says, newlywed celestial, which I cannot say right, so we're just gonna go with it, and Roy are the embodiment of both the American dream and the New South. He is a young executive, and she is an artist on the brink of an exciting career. They are settling into the routine of their life together when they are ripped apart by circumstances neither could have imagined. Roy is arrested and sentenced to 12 years for a crime Celestial knows he didn't commit. Though fiercely independent, Celestial finds herself bereft in unmoored, taking comfort in Andre, her childhood friend, and her best man at her, their wedding. As I didn't even realize he was the best man until just now. I did, and by the way, I have, I didn't, when I read the bio, I didn't read this, so I don't know what book bio I read, but it wasn't this book. Okay, this makes so much sense. Okay, but listen, because you were like, yes, let's read this book, I was in more of a like, like a YA kind of headspace. I thought I chose a YA book. That's my, that's my bailiwick. That's what I love. Like, that's what I was yeah, planning that, on Yeah, it would have just been, it was, it's okay. It's okay. So basically as Roy's time in prison passes, she's unable to hold on to the love that has been at her center. After five years, his conviction is overturned. He returns to Atlanta to resume their life together. And then spoiler alert, at that point, she's shockingly with, you know, the childhood best friend. And yeah, honestly, there is not one character in this book that I liked. Not one. Same. Actually, maybe Big Roy. He was he was nice. I liked him. Fair. I understand why people like this book, especially if that's your vibe of a book. But we both went into it like thinking it's going to be like a young adult, like calling who I don't know why we have that in our heads. But I it was just no not what idea. I expected. No idea. I literally thought I was like, oh, this is just like a Colleen Hoover book, like boy meets girl, they fall in love. And like, I just like love that shit. But like, that's just like not what it was. And I still appreciated what it was about. But just I found Roy to be so unlikable that like I couldn't even like get on his train, you know, because I was like, even like before everything happened, I was like, why did she marry this man? I completely agree. I think had I actually liked Roy, I would have probably liked the book a lot more. Me too. Also, even with the bio on like, them talking about, you know, their life together and her job and all this stuff. I don't feel like the book actually developed into anything enough. Like all of a sudden he's in jail. There's letters. He's out of jail. Andre's there. It was just weird. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. I also it. thought that like, it was weird that we like, didn't get an, like more information about like the actual like case, like the rape of the older woman. Like I wanted to know more about that. Like what like actually happened, like, all of that because it like came and went so quickly, but also ruined his life at the same time. But it's like, we didn't really get any information, any information about it. Yeah, I agree. And also it was just an interesting like crime to. It, it definitely threw a wrench in the book that I like simply wasn't expecting. 
completely agree. And also I think that had there been a twist at the end where like maybe you find out he was guilty or something, I was kind of waiting for that. I was like, okay, maybe, no. No, yeah, I thought that was gonna happen also. And then like towards, and then also even the ending like ended weirdly. It was like all of a sudden it was the epilogue and like nobody was together. And like, also what I thought was so strange is like he ends up with Davina and it's like, she came out of nowhere, but then she's your soulmate. Like what, what, like how did that happen? I feel like the ending was super rushed. And I just was like, yes, the book just completely felt rushed to me, I think. And I also, honestly, I kind of liked the ending because I didn't want them to end up back together. Me neither. I didn't like really any of them, but I didn't want them to end up back together. And I did like that at the end, the like letters that they had sent, I think. And basically they were just like, it was like um, Roy was going to have a baby and he was getting married again. And like no, that sounded she nice. Was, no, no, he was getting married again, but she's having a baby. That's but what it was. wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I See, like the way that it ended. I felt, like, good about they, that. I felt good about that. And also I think that Andre's actually really sweet. Like, I feel like justice for Andre, like he really just like didn't do anything wrong. It's like, I don't like Roy. He was an unlikable character, but then it's like also justice for Roy because like he was innocent and like lost his life and his whole life was like uprooted for something that he didn't do. So it's like that, that has to be hard on somebody, you know? Horrible horrible and also like with those circumstances you would think that we would like Roy more though right but it's because he's like before like kind of a jackass like the way he had like a wandering eye and like loved like all these women when he was like married and then also even still like had that same issue he there was something that he said towards the end of the book that like I I didn't highlight anything in this book but I highlighted one thing because I was just like this is absolutely absolutely not he goes oh this was out of control when he was driving to Atlanta to get her back. And like that was when he did like the mix up with Andre, whatever. And it like obviously didn't go the way that he planned. He said, Celestial didn't know I was coming, but I wanted her to sense I was on my way and prepare a table for me. I didn't even catch that. I was speed reading at this point. I literally was like, are you kidding? Like, like he just expected so much, like all the time, like expected everyone to do everything for him, for him. Like even before, like he ever went to prison, like he was just like not a good guy. And like the way that he just like thought about Celestia, like he just like, didn't see her for what she was. At the end of a long winter, skin can often appear dull and lackluster, but with the right skincare ingredients, you can transform your skin and achieve that inevitable healthy glow. If you guys watch my vlogs, you know I've been using the Inky List Hyaluronic Acid and it is my absolute fave. The Inky List have just launched two new exciting products that are guaranteed to boost your skin's radiance and give you the glow your skin has been looking for. The first step to achieving a healthy and bright complexion is cleansing. The Fulvic Acid Brightening Cleanser is rich in antioxidants, gentle on skin, and helps to enhance exfoliation to boost skin's brightness and it removes makeup. Healthy skin needs moisture and that's why a good moisturizer with the right ingredients is crucial for achieving illuminated skin. The new SimBright moisturizer containing 0.5% SimBright works to help brighten and improve the appearance of uneven skin tone whilst also optimizes the skin's moisture and hydration levels and is a perfect pair to the fulvic acid brightening cleanser. The Inky List knows that skincare is personal and can be confusing. They are a brand that is passionate and committed to empowering people with knowledge to find the right skincare ingredients for your brightest skin. Want to learn more? Just hashtag Ask Inky 24-7 via live chat on their website or DM them on social media at the Inky List and one of their skincare coaches will be able to answer all of your questions and help you create a skincare recipe for your brightest skin. 
Get the glow your skin has been looking for with the Inkyless Fulvic Acid Brightening Cleanser and Simbright Moisturizer, available to shop now on theinkylist.com. Something else I found really weird was the part where he's reading a letter that his mom had written to him about how she didn't have, it didn't like sit right in her spirit or whatever about their marriage and like them getting married. I just found that was weird. Like also, here's the thing. I feel like everyone, all three of the main characters are in bad positions, right? Because one, to be married to someone who kind of already sucks, they're going to jail for 12 years. You think they're going to prison for 12 years. That's hard, right? Then to be obviously Roy, go to prison, wrongfully accused, end up serving five years, ruins your life. Your wife ends up with the like the best man. I get that sucks. Andre clearly was always in love with her the entire time. And so at that point, he's not on the wrong either because she had already left Roy. She was already like, we're not together. And then now they're all together. So they're all in like almost impossible positions. Like whoever wins, nobody's a winner in like the whole situation. But also it's like, I feel like there was so many red flags like about Celestial and Roy's relationship prior to them getting married in that first year of marriage. And it's like, you couldn't have thought that this was actually like, right. Exactly. That was one of the questions that I looked up and they're like, if Roy had never gone to jail, do you think they would have lasted and had kids? Why or why not? And I don't think so. I don't think so. Except the thing is, is that she was pregnant. So they would have had that kid and that kid might have like kept them together. But if they didn't, like, no, I don't think that they would have lasted. I completely agree. Did you think Roy and Celestial were going to get back together? Why or why not? No, I was shocked that she even like gave him the chance to be back together. Like I was shocked that she like left Andre for like to try it out. Yeah, I I literally, I was like, there's absolutely no way. But then it's like, I understand why she did it because like she owes that at least to Roy, but I didn't expect them to ever end up together. No, and you, you almost feel like guilty like you feel bad wanting it to go either way, but it was just not good. Also, Davina, that was very random. The most random thing ever. And also like, yes, I get that she's moved on and whatever, but when he gets out of jail and wants to go back to his wife, but makes a pit stop to go literally have sex with this other girl for 48 hours, it's like, what are you talking about? It literally is like such a, like a weird plot twist. And then like the weirdest part is that like, then they end up married and it's like, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm not following anymore. No, not at all. And also there were multiple times too, like Celestial knew about Roy cheating and would just kind of like brush it under the rug. Yeah. Well, cause I don't think he ever actually cheated except for that one weird thing about the lingerie. Like he bought Oh two. yeah, that was so he, weird. <laughs> and like just swept it under the rug. Even like for the readers, I was like, but what, what, who's the second one for? Like, what did you do with that? I would have liked to have known a lot more about a lot of things that happened in the book. Like, I feel like nothing, I just felt rushed pretty much the entire time. At the end, you know, you think for a second, oh, like, you know, she goes back to Roy. You think they're going to end up together. And then you find out that they didn't end up together. I would have loved to have known what happened then. Like, I, I need to know when she was like, oh, you know what? I made the wrong choice. No, I don't think that that's what happened. Because, like, at, towards the end when we were reading it, when she, like, tried to, like, uh, like have sex with him. And he was like, no, because he, like, felt that she, like, was not into it, but was, like, doing it as, like, though she had to. And then it went from that to the letters of we're not together. So it's like, I think that he, like, was starting to see that it wasn't what he, like, fantasized the whole time. And then he realized he was, like, thinking about Davina. 
And then he was just like, I mean, this makes more sense. Like, you clearly like Andre. I'm thinking about somebody else. Like, let's not try this. But it's like, you just completely glossed over that whole decision. Like, all of a sudden is the epilogue. And I was like, why? It's also one of those things, too, where when you go away, right, when someone's in prison, it's like the world around you, unfortunately, like doesn't stop. So obviously she's going to grow, I think, on any marriage that's like so hard, but she's going to like change as a human being, especially when they'd only been married for a year. Their marriage hadn't been good. She's all of a sudden like very career oriented, focused. The dolls were also random that she ends up like going to New York and all of this. That, that's what was random, not the dolls. But it was just like, there, there was just no possible way. No, I know. But I also loved that for her. And like that also, like it and ended in a nice way because then she was like, I'm not going to marry Andre because it's like, I don't need to. Like, I don't need to be somebody's wife. So like, I feel like that's always the person that she was like becoming and then like never got a chance to because she like married Roy and like then wasn't able to do that. And I also hated the way he like tried to control like her business. Like even when he was after five years and he was standing outside of the shop, he was like pointing out all the things that were his idea. Oh, yes. You know what? This makes me actually like her and hate Rory even more than I already did. I know. Like you, he's just also, he literally did nothing. He takes credit for everything. And he expects, he was the most entitled person ever. Yeah, no, he's the most entitled person ever. And just like, it's like, he didn't even, I feel like he just didn't learn anything like the whole time. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I was expecting him to come out and like maybe actually treat her like the way that she deserves to be treated. But like, no. Also to come out of prison. And at this point he thinks like he knows that she wants to leave him, but she never officially divorces him. And so I think he, you know, when you're sitting there for two years, you make up this fantasy about something like you, everything I'm sure, even when you're just I like, make up fantasies in my head every night. Exactly. So imagine like you're in jail for two years, you come out, your wife is still your wife technically, and she's still giving you all this money. I get how the, there was some mixed signals there. Oh, for sure. But I think it's like for her, she's like, I'm always going to care about you. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to let you like starve, but like, I don't know that I want to be married to you, but she just never vocalized that, which was her problem. Yeah. There was like no communication. Also the fact that, did you like, okay, another question. Did you like that the book had them communicating through letters? Like, did you like that style? No, I hate that. Just because when I'm reading, I tend to like go automatically to where I see quotations and there was no quotation marks anywhere because it was all letters. So I was just like, oh my God, you know? I overall wasn't the biggest fan, but I get, if this is like your style of book, I think that it was great. Margo and I just like wanted a YA book. I just like wanted to feel like nice and warm and like romantic and like, I didn't get that. I didn't get that either. I need, okay, what book should I read next? Actually, I need good book recs. So while we're here. Oh, did you read Beach Read? Yes, I loved that one. It was really good. I need books that make me feel like Beach Read. That's what I need. I also read like all of Taylor Jenkins Reed's books in like January. So I need another one of those. Yeah, I'm looking. You read American Royals, yeah? No, I need to though. Maybe that's my next one. I know, I know, oh I, know I know, I know. Oh my, there's your answer. Oh okay, my God, that's it's what the I'll read. greatest book ever. Oh my God. What should okay. I read next? Oh, okay. This is like actually like really not your vibe, but The Butcher, which is like, it's so weird, but it was so good. So it's Jennifer Hillier who wrote Little Secrets, which is one of my favorite books. Lauren also loved the book as well. It's a thriller-ish. It's a really weird book. Honestly, it's totally different from every other book I've ever read. But I loved it and I didn't expect that either. I learned a new trick yesterday that apparently people do this, 
that they um, read the sample because a sample is 10% of a book. 10% is a fucking ton. That's what I, wait, do you not read samples first? No, I buy them like an idiot. Oh no, you have to, I read samples because then you don't have to commit. I mean, I, nobody told me about this. Is it called The Butcher you said? Yeah, it's actually good. It's one of those books that I just didn't see coming and is like probably one of my favorites, but it's really random. And like, I don't know. You have to be in the right mood to read it. It looks, it no, looks okay, totally different than it is. Can you me like a book that like will make me feel good? Have you read All My Perfects or whatever from Colleen Hoover? Yes, that was like my least favorite, I think, of her book. It's also really sad. So like, that's not a... Okay, I really like, honestly, anything Taylor Jenkins read. Besides, I didn't really like Daisy Jones and the Six, but I liked everything else. I never read Daisy Jones and the Six. I've read a bunch of uh, Taylor Jenkins reads. I read um, One True Loves, right? One Day in December, is that her? Yeah, that's her. Forever Interrupted, um, Maybe in Another Life, Evidence oh, of the Affair. Oh, Maybe in Another Life. Well, there we go. Thank you so much for being our book club um, guest of the month. I wish that we had I want to do it again, but with like a better book. No, we're going to do it again. We're going to do it (laughs) next time. Colleen Hoover has a new book coming out, which I think is like soon. She has a new, that she turns out books. She really does. It's the craziest thing. Okay. Well, bye. Thanks so much for having me. I love you so much. Love you. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much to Margo for reading along with us this week. If you guys want, you can give us some nice book recs and guest reader Rex on the Instagram. I love you guys so much and I will talk to you next week.